Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. sensing in my heart that God wants us to go in this direction. So I titled the, the series of the messages I'm going to be pre- following God's plan for your life. And I'm trusting that God would open our hearts and, you know, to hear and to see the things that he wants us to see. Following God's plan for your life. There's a book titled by Kenneth E. Hagen, Following God's Plan for Your Life. I read the book many, many years ago. It's a, it's a wonderful book. I would recommend the book to anybody. You can read it if you're trying to get direction. I can't even find my copy. But I read it many years ago and it really blessed me. <coughs> Jeremiah, let's start from Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. The New King James says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And verse 14 says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. You know, it's very easy. When we read the scripture, many of us are familiar with the scripture, and then we read the scripture and the scripture says to us that, um, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you and I know the plans that I have for you. And then we, we 
we settle it like that and we just go ahead and and relax oh good and great god has plans for me yes i'm happy about that but we forget certain part of that scripture it says then you will call upon me and go and pray to me but you ask that i mean if god already knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for me why do i have to pray it's only common sense in quotes to think that okay if god already has a plan for me hey you should go ahead now don't you think so common sense just says that i mean god has a plan already so why should i bother myself already has a plan so but it says then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and i will listen to you it is stop there he now says you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart the truth of the matter is where god is going is actually the relationship that we have with him It says I will be found by you says the Lord. So he already knows. Let me read God's word translation. This is what God's word translation says. It says I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster. Plans to give you a future filled with hope. Then you will call to me, you will come and pray to me, and I will hear you. When you look for me, you will find me when you hold heartedly seek me so let's bring it down home now these are the prophecies ahead of us one is a great vision the year of 2020 year 2020 is a year of great vision is a year of unusual exploits year of deep waters year of laughter and year of the spirit now they are not just mere words someone just feels like cooking up some things there are thoughts and communications of the mind of god there are thoughts and communication of the mind of god so when god says i have plans for you in year 2020 he's saying when i look at you what i'm thinking about you is that in 2020 there's going to be laughter In 2020 when I'm looking at you there's going to be unusual exploits. In 2020 is going to be the year of deep waters. It's going to be the year of the spirit. So all these things are the thoughts of God. So one most times what people do is that they just run with the word. It's our year of this, our year of this and then they sit down. The fact that it's our year of great vision doesn't actually mean that we will sit down and great vision will just be happening to us pastor tire doesn't actually mean that way god says then you will go and pray to me you will call upon me you will seek me and when you have searched for me with all your heart then you will find me it means that when god his thoughts his plans are actually him 
God's operations are not limited to those things that we've seen, those things we've read out. They're not limited to it. So, if I'm focusing on those things alone, I can miss the point. But if I'm after God all by himself, if I'm after him, I will get those things, yes, but I will get the God himself. I hear what I'm saying. I will get the God himself. So, in a way, I'm not seeking things, I'm seeking God. I'm not seeking things, I'm seeking God. So all these things, they are the revealed intent of the maker. They are his intent, they are his plans, they are, they are his thoughts in his heart. Alright? For a particular season. For a particular season. And of course, you know that life happens in season. Even nature teaches us that uh, we have uh, winter, we have spring, we have summer, we have autumn. You know, Seasons like that. So every season of our lives should bring about certain manifestations. So when it's winter, you know that it's snowing. When it's uh, uh, spring, you, you see what happens when it's autumn and when it's uh, uh, summer and all that. So you know what happens in the various seasons. So every season of our lives should have certain manifestations. Certain things should happen. So the season we're in as a church should have certain manifestations. All right? certain manifestations should happen. So when we say we are following God's plan for our lives, we're looking out for the instructions and directions in the various seasons we are in. We're looking out for the instructions. We're looking out for directions. That's where the seeking is. That's where the going to pray for me, uh, pray to me is. And all that. And that's where the searching for me with all your heart. Because you need instructions. You need directions. For you to get to deep waters, you need instructions. For you to have unusual exploits, you need instructions. For it to be the year of the Spirit, you need instructions. Glory to God. For it to have, for you to have a year of great vision, you need instructions. So when you go to him who is God and you're seeking his face and, and praying to him and calling upon him, what happens there is that you are downloading instructions, you are getting ideas, you are getting plans, you are getting the precept line upon line detailed how to have a great vision, how to have unusual exploits, how to make this year full of laughter for me, how to, for, how to make this year a year of the spirit for me. So that's what happens when we go to pray. So what happens is that you already know the mind of God. You already know the thoughts of God. You already know what he's thinking about you. And then when you're praying, your mind and your spirit is, is aligning with those thoughts. It's aligning with what God is thinking about you. It's what God is thinking about you. So the first thing you need to realize is that God has a plan. God has a plan for me. God has a plan for every one of us. And wherever we are, truth of the matter is, that plan, the Bible says, is to give us a future and a hope. And then there are thoughts of peace and not of evil. So I ask myself, each time I'm in a fix, and I sit down, I just say, what is God thinking about me now? Is peace. What is God thinking about me this moment? Is peace. To give me hope, to give me a future. King James says to give me an expected end. 
a desired outcome so that my final outcome would be peace. Anything may happen in between, but my final outcome is peace. That is the thought of God concerning me. That's the mind of God concerning me. So with that consciousness, when I call on God, I know what I'm calling on him for. With that consciousness, when I call on God, when I go to seek his face, I know that at the end of my journey is peace. At the end of my journey is hope. That's what I know. Glory to God. It's God's character to follow order. Isaiah 28 and verse 10. New Living Translation tells us that he tells us everything over and over. One line at a time. One line at a time. A little here and a little there. Children of Israel were, were, were whining and complaining and saying that why is God treating us like, 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 like children? That he tells us these things over and over again. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. That's the order of God. That's his character. That's his character. Isaiah 30, 21. It says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go. Whether to the right or to the left. Whether to the right or to the left. So we see the word of God that comes and says, it's a year of great vision. It's, uh, it's uh, a year of, of, of unusual exploits. And then we see the big things. But there is a line upon line. There's a precept upon precept. There is here a little, there is there a little that is supposed to lead us to the great vision. That is supposed to lead us to the unusual exploits. So many a times we, we leave out the big picture and then we are, we are overwhelmed by the big picture. We are carried away and then we cannot take time to see the little things. The little details. Those little details are the most important things. They say a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. But many people don't want to take that one step. They just want to arrive at the thousand miles. Or we feel sometimes that the small step is too small for us to take. And then we ignore it. But we're looking at the big picture. We're looking at the big picture. You know, someone will say that, hey, um, um, Ah, um, I've forgotten the analogy, but let me let me let me look at it this way. If if someone comes to you and says, "You know what? I want you to save a thousand naira every day, a thousand naira every day, right? A thousand naira every day. In thirty days, I would have saved how much? Thirty thousand, right? Someone will say." thousand naira every day is small. Right? But in 30 days, which is the big picture, I would have saved 30,000. So that small step, most people don't want to take it. They want to save 30,000 bam, once. But you find out that you never arrive to it. Why? Because you didn't take the small step. You didn't take the little there. You didn't take the here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. It's going to be a great year. It's a year of great vision. But there are little things 
that God would have us do inside his plan that will lead us to the year of great vision, that will lead us to the year of the spirit, that will lead us to unusual exploits, that will lead us to deep waters, to do business in deep waters. Little things. Little things. So many times we get overwhelmed with the big picture. We cannot see or take the little steps. We get so carried away with the euphoria of the greatness of the vision. Then we lose focus of the mission. God's plans are always big. Have no doubt. His plans are big. One of the things you should use as a checkmate for yourself is that this year, if there is no project you are doing, that it will take El Shaddai. Then you haven't started. Because when we say it's a year of great vision, there has to be a vision from God that you are championing. There has to be a vision from God that you are championing. What makes it great? What makes it? When we say it's a year of deep waters, do you know what deep waters is? Deep waters. What the scripture that says, occupy till I come. One translation says, do business till I come. It's Bible. It says, do business till I come. What does it mean to operate in deep waters? To cover grounds where ordinary people don't go. When you go to the pool to swim, some people swim in the shallow end. The professionals go to the deep end. There are not many there. There are not many there. But if you go to the shallow end, you see lots of people. Oh, you swim, you know. You, go, you see lots of people in the shallow end. Okay, yeah, just try. See lots of people in the shallow end. But in the deep end, see professionals. So when God is saying deep waters, he's saying venture into some other realms, some other territories. Check out some other business opportunities. Even if you have not even, just poke it. You know what poke is? You, you poke it. You poke it. It's allowed. It's in scripture. When the children of Israel were going to possess the land, they hadn't been there before. It was deep waters for them. But what they went to spy. Let's even see what is there. It was the plan of God to give it to them. They had not encountered that before. So don't think that God will give you what you have encountered before. No. You can say, ah, I've not done this business before. I've not done this thing before. No, it doesn't matter. So you spy out. You go and check. Some of the way we spy out now is Google. Research. You check out what's going on. What, people, what are people doing in this industry? Yes. The prophecy has gone ahead. You know that. So we're not sitting down to say, oh, it's a year of great vision. No. Here a little, there a little. We are spying out the land. Checking to see how to get in, how to take the territory. Here a little, there a little. It's the big vision, quite all right. It's the big vision. We're not forgetting that. But what we're doing is that we're also not forgetting the little things that we need to do. We're not forgetting it. So God's plans are always big. They're great, always mighty. But the journey to fulfilling it and instructions could be as tiny as a grain. As tiny as a grain. 
And as tiny as those instructions are, it does not change the potency of the plan. It does not undermine the greatness of the plan. It doesn't. It doesn't undermine it. I remember, um, I can't remember his name now. He's a, he's a pastor, very, very prominent uh, pastor many, many years ago. Maybe if I say this story, you remember. You, maybe you've had it before. He was going to, he knew that God called him to, to preach. It's, I think he's one of these God's generals. He knew that God called him to preach. So he went to this church and told the pastor that God has called him to preach. And the pastor said, I've heard. Go and be cleaning the church. Become the janitor. He said, what do you mean? God called me to preach. He said, I've heard. Become the janitor. The guy walked away. He said, what do you mean? And then as he was going, God told him. That's it. What's the big picture? God has called him to preach. To be the pastor of the church. That was the big picture. What was the tiny instruction? Be the janitor. So it doesn't change where we start in 2020 with the instructions that God has given to us does not change the potency of the plan. It doesn't. If God has said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you and I said that this year is a year of great vision, take it to the bank. What you need to do now is what are the little instructions. For I'll, I'll show you something. Look at this. Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 47. From verse 1. I'm reading God's word translation. It says, Then the man took me back to the door of the temple. I saw water flowing from under the entrance of the temple towards the east. The temple faced east. The water was flowing under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Then he led me through the north gate and around to the outer east gate. The water was flowing down the south side of the gate. With a measuring line in his hand, the man went eastward. He measured up 1,500 feet and led me through the water. The water came up to my ankle. Then he measured off another 1,500 feet and led me through the water. The water came up to my knees. He measured off another 1,500 feet and led me through the water. The water came up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,500 feet. What are we talking about? Did he not know from day one that the water was that deep. But because he didn't just put him there, boom, it's the year of great vision, enter. No. He took the line, measured it, 1,500. Gauged the guy, I think you can do this one. And then he took him, 1,500. Gauged him and watched him again. How's your faith level at this point? Are you still trusting? Are you still believing? If I can lead you 1,500, can I take you another 1,500? That's how God begins to lead. Line upon line, precept upon precept. He already has the thought. He already has the plan. It's a big plan. It's a big vision. It's the year of great vision. Yes. 
Great things are going to happen. Yes. But there is a first measuring of 1,500 that God will lead you through. Don't think that he has forgotten about the great vision. Don't think that he's not going to bring it to pass. No. It's his plan. It's his thought. See what happened to the guy. He said, then he measured another 1,500, but the water had risen so much that it became a river which I couldn't cross. The river was too deep to cross except by swimming. Now, when he got to that point, it was no longer a walking distance. It was now a swimming thing. If God, if the man had taken him and had dropped him at the point where it was swimming, would he have made it? Probably he wouldn't have. He probably wouldn't have. So it was no longer that I'm going to walk through this thing, but this time around, I'm going to have to swim. I'm going to have to swim. So he realized that at one point in my journey, I am, I'm going to learn how to swim. At one point in my journey, I'm going to need to do a course. At one point in my journey, I'm going to do research. At one point in this great vision journey, I'm going to have partners. There are many things. At one point in this journey, I'm not going to walk alone. At one point in this journey, I'm going to invite other people. I'm going to do research. I'm going to go for a course. I'm going to go, go to get this knowledge. I'm going to get this so that I can swim when I get to that point. Look at what happened to the guy. He said, then he asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then the man led me back along the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw many trees on both sides of the river. After he had showed me everything and then he took me back. So we get in the presence of God and we're praying and we're praying and then we, the prophecy comes that is the year of great vision and right there as we are praying we're beginning to see big things, big things. God is showing us great things that he wants to do and then when we're done he takes us back. He said now I've showed you everything but come back. I'm still the one that will bring it to pass but let's start here. Let's start here. He said, then he said to me, this water flows through the land to the east, down into the Jordan Valley and into the Dead Sea. When the water flows into the Dead Sea, it will replace the salt there, the salt water there with fresh water. Wherever the river flows, there will be many fish and animals. The river will make the water in the Dead Sea fresh. Wherever the river flows, it will bring life. That's the overall goal. That's the overall plan. That when I'm done with you, everything that proceeds from you should give life to people. Should be for a world beyond you. That the expression that should come out of you because it's my thought and it's my plan and I will lead you through it should give life to people. So as the thought is flowing from God, through you, to the world around you. It's giving life. It's giving life. It's impacting nations. Whatever you do, whatever it is, you can make impact in anything. 
in anything. You don't have to have a, a stage or talk to people to make impact. Where you are, right there, whatever it is that you're doing, you can make impact. Employed, business owner, you can make impact. What's impact? Impact is simply aff affecting your environment positively. Making sure that the space that you are the space that you are, where your domain, where you are, anytime they look at you, I always use the terminology that each time people, I, I want to live a life such that each day somebody wakes up, somebody is saying, thank God for me. That's impact. That each day this person wakes up, this person is saying, ah, thank God for this person. If not for this person, thank God for this person. So every day I'm looking for opportunity to be a blessing to someone. I'm looking for opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Someone called me up and said, hey, um, there's, a, there's a job opportunity somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Give me the, the, um, the job description and everything. And I was like, God, who, 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 who can I call that fits this job description? Who can I call that fits this job description? Who can I call that fits this job description? Just call somebody. I said, hey, there's a job that fits this job description. Can you get someone to do it? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the person buzzed me today and said, thank you. God bless you. The person got the job. That was joy for me. That was joy for me. That was joy for me. Impact. do I follow God's plan for my life? How do I? Number one, you believe. Believe. Hebrews 11, 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him who sincerely seek him anyone who wants to come to him remember he said in Jeremiah 29 11 he said then you will go and pray to me so he said anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists so the reason it's called God's plan is because you and I did not devise it you and I did not put it together it's God's plan. It's God's plan. And every of our lives is an element of that master grand, grand master plan. He's the author of life. He's the source and founder. And all life emanates from him. All life comes from him. Every life comes from him. So what are we to believe? We believe that God exists, number one. According to Hebrews 11.6 Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists. How do I follow God's plan for my life? I have to believe. Believe what? I have to believe that God exists. Because it's his plan. It's not my plan. So I'm following a plan that he has. So how can I follow someone's plan when I don't believe that the person exists? So I believe he exists and then I follow his plan. 
Already I know that he has good intentions for me. Already I know that whenever he thinks about me, he thinks about good things. Already I know that. So I believe that he exists. I believe that he exists. Then I believe he has a specific plan for me. Jeremiah 1:5. It says I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Is a specific plan. It's not a general plan. It's a specific plan. So the plan may be wide, may be deep, may be broad, but they get always specific. You can always narrow it down. You can always narrow it down. So for Jeremiah, he was saying that my plan for you is to the nations to set you apart and appoint you a prophet to the nations. Look at what Jeremiah said. From verse 6. He said, "Oh sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I am too young. I am too young." When it comes to God's plan, it really has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with our limitations. The truth of the matter is, he is aware of the limitations before anything. So our limitations does not limit his plan. So you can't say that oh God, I know you want me to do this thing but I can't do it because I don't have money. That's your limitation. So this is this is Jeremiah saying now that Lord, oh, I can't do this thing. I can't speak for you. Oh, I'm too young. And what did God say? He said, "Don't say I'm too young, for you must go where I send you and say whatever I tell you." instructions Don't say I'm too young. Go where I send you and do whatever I tell you. That's it. Someone was someone was chatting with me and said, ah, "Pastor, I started this project and I'm scared." I said, "Very good. Do it afraid." I said, "Yes." I said, "I'm not going to tell you to back down. Do it afraid." Tens of millions. I said, "Do it afraid." Do it afraid. that you are afraid does not mean anything sincerely you want to do that thing your heart is beating it doesn't mean anything what matters is whether you do it or you don't do it so you do it afraid and the lord told him he said and don't be afraid of the people for i will be with you and will protect you i the lord have spoken Truth of the matter is, he will get in front of the people and he'll be afraid. But God said, "Say what I tell you to do and do what I ask you to do." Say what I tell you and do what I ask you to do. Fear will come, yes. He said, "Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, 'Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms.'" Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow, others you must build up and plant. And the Lord said to me, 
Look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I'm watching you. And I will certainly carry out all my plans. I will certainly carry out all my plans. So whatever fear, whatever setback, whatever hindrance, whatever brick wall you come across, God is saying, I will certainly carry out all my plans. So none of those things should stop us. None of them. All he wants is for us to walk with him and walk with him. Then the other one is believe that he's leading you. Believe that he's leading you. Believe that. Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. It says, early the next morning the army of Judah went out in the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stood up, stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. Believe. Believe that he's leading you. How does God want us? How does God lead us? One, his reading word, his messenger, and the witness of the spirit. His reading word, his messenger, and the witness of the spirit. It says, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. So when you open God's word and you're reading, you open the scriptures and you're reading and the spirit of God is speaking to you, you believe. When the word of God comes to you from the pulpit, the declarations that Fakir has declared, the prophecies that have gone forth, you believe. And then the witness in your spirit very important. The witness in your spirit. The witness in your spirit. That's how God will lead you. Glory to God. So this season, you believe. I'm going to continue the other part in the next meeting that we have. Glory to God. So I just thought on step one, which is believe believe. So you believe every prophecy that has gone forth. You believe the word of God that has gone forth. You believe that you're in a season that you're in the season that God says you are. You believe the word that is coming to pass over you. Stand to your feet. You believe. Following God's plan for your life. God has amazing, amazing, amazing great plans for us. Every instruction that comes step by step, step by step, is to bring us to the fulfillment of that plan. End of story. And as we've seen from scripture, it says, all my plans, I will certainly carry them out. As long as it is God's plan, he will certainly carry it out. As long as it is planned, he will bring it to fulfillment. Glory to God. Lift your hands to him and just bless him. In a short word of prayer, just say, Lord, I yield to your plan. Most of the time, what God wants from us is a heart that yields 
a heart that yields. When the instructions come, you will have strength to carry them out. The Bible says his instructions are not grievous. Are not grievous. He's not a God that would put a burden on us that we cannot carry or put something on us that we cannot carry. No. 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 He wants us to yield to him. To yield to him. To yield to him. Glory to God. Lift your hands to him. Father, just say I yield to you, Lord. I yield to your plan. I yield to your plan. Because when God gives you instructions, he's not going to give you instructions for your own plans. He's not going to give you instructions for something else. He's going to give you instructions for his plans. He's going to give you instructions for his plans. So when you're asking God for instruction, you cannot, I just saw this now in the spirit, you cannot be asking God for instructions and you're not yielding to his plan. Because the instructions he's going to give you, they are instructions for his plan. For his plan. You cannot have a, 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 a flat screen TV in the house and then you take the manual of the flat screen TV, you take it to um, uh, your microwave and try to operate the manual of the flat screen TV with the microwave. It can't work. So the instructions that God will give you is for his plan. It's for his plan. So make that alignment between the instructions you are asking from God, the instructions he's given, and the plan that you're following. I don't know why I'm just seeing that in the spirit. I'm just seeing that. That there's a disconnect between the instructions and the plan. The instructions and the plan. So just make that connection in your heart. You're asking for something else. You're, but then there's another plan. You're asking for something else. And, and, and the instructions that God has given to you is for a particular plan. But you are, you are channeling it towards another plan. So just make that connect. It's his plan. It's his plan. Don't be afraid of the plan. It's a good plan. It will end in praise. It will end in victory. It will end in glory. It's for your benefit. For your benefit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Lift your hands towards him. We receive of you tonight, Jesus. Your plans and your purpose for our lives. We receive of you tonight your word. Let it bear fruit in our hearts, O oh God. Let change that we desire, the change that we desire that comes from your presence, let it happen for us. Let us walk in newness of life. That as we follow through with your plan, O oh God, for us, this season that we're in, as we set our heart to yield to you and to believe your word and to walk with you and walk with you, that we will come to the final outcome that you had for us. The final outcome, the thoughts in your mind towards us will be our end result. And Lord, I pray for everyone here, wherever strength is needed to follow through with the plan, 
let supernatural strength come in the name of Jesus wherever clarity is needed to follow through with the plan let clarity come in the name of Jesus thank you precious father in Jesus precious name glory to god hallelujah thank you lord jesus the preceding message was brought to you by kingsword ministries international for information about kingsword ministries visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources thank you for listening to this message and remember where the word of a king is there's power